Israeli and Palestinian public figures have drawn up a new proposal for a two-state confederation that they hope will offer a way forward after a decade-long stalemate in Mideast peace efforts. The Bible says a peace treaty is coming before the second coming of Jesus. Could this be the one? Will you see a Middle East peace plan in your lifetime? Let's talk about it. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so happy you have joined us today. We are going to be taking your calls. One of the questions we're going to pose today is, will you see a Middle East peace plan in your lifetime? We'd love to hear your thoughts or your questions about this uh, prophesied peace plan that we've read about in the Bible. There's five key elements to it. We're going to talk about that in detail today. And also this new story that just came out about a proposed confederation. Sounds like a fancy way of saying it, Doug, what they've been talking about for a long time. For a long time. But here we are. Well, the exciting thing about it is that these are the two that need to sign the peace treaty in order for it to be the peace treaty we're looking for. We've had so much excitement with the Abraham Accord, uh, with the different um, Middle East uh, countries that have come in with Israel and made this peace agreement with them, and so many people thought, okay, this is it, this is it. I mean, we were excited about it because of the name of it and thinking could be it, uh, but we never saw the Palestinians come back to the peace table. And, and while President Trump was in office, uh, Abbas didn't even want to talk to him because he felt like it was a one-sided conversation that President Trump was for uh, the Israelites or the Jewish people there, and he did not want to even talk about it. So now uh, we've got the Israelis and the Palestinians doing this on their own, coming together. It's pretty exciting. This article, I, I thought, was uh, pretty exciting news to hear because, you know, we've been looking for this for a while, and this could fail like so many others before it, but it could also endure through it and be something, uh, especially since we're seeing all these other Prophecies just really rolling quickly well, toward us. Well, when you say that, it's like, why would I even believe it's possible? Because you're like, it could fail like all the others, mm-hmm. but it, one day it's not going to fail. Right. So why in the world even take the time to even look at this news story? Literally came out today from the Times of Israel mm-hmm. and, of course, Scripture that we've been reading for thousands of years. But, um, you know, why even pay attention to it at this point? Because, you know, we can go back decades like i mean at least the 90s probably even before that about a peace deal Mm -hmm. that's been discussed why does this one merit any attention whatsoever uh because of what they're talking about in this vince that makes it so important when they begin to talk about the two-state solution uh that's something that we've known was coming because of bible prophecy and we'll get into that a little bit more here in a little bit, but in this article, they actually talk about those settlement areas where we have Jewish settlers that are living in uh, territory that the Palestinians consider occupied territory. Even the uh, UN and the uh, the world 
looks at it as, um, you know, these people are, are sitting in a place that is occupied territory that they took during the 1967 war and they believe they took it uh, illegally and they now possess that. Those settlers is who I'm talking about. So Palestine wants that area. We've known for a while because of Bible prophecy, because of scripture, that there was going to be uh, great tribulation in that area. So, um, like I said, we'll get into that here in a minute. I don't want to jump ahead of the of the gun here, but uh, it's very exciting news. And if this, if they happen to do this, we've got so many other things that are starting to line up. You know, you're hearing about uh, the possibility of a war starting between Russia and and um, the Ukraine, China and Taiwan. Uh, Iran's always threatening Israel. All these things could happen. We've got those two. Uh, prophecies that are on the horizon there, the Sixth Trumpet War and the Peace Treaty. So it's kind of like, if nothing else, it's almost like it's a conditioning that's happening where, you know, this could be like it, like like we've established. Yeah. And it may not be, but either way, it's getting people thinking about it, talking about it. Um, there's young minds in Israel and in um, the areas that, that's run by the Palestinian people that are embracing this information you know, there's a lot of young people that just don't care about the things that their parents cared about. Right. All over the place. You know, yeah. we see it all around us where, you know, actually attending church in person is being less important. Are we talking about this today or are we talking about speed? <laughs> I don't know where you're going. Well, with I, I was just trying to say. I, I understand what you're saying. Exactly. I, I, I was just trying to say that. Uh, Minds are being changed. Yes. And this is one of those ways where they say, hey, maybe peace is something that can happen in our lifetime well and over time yeah you know the ideas are presented and pushed as this is the way Mm -hmm. and then young younger people tend to look at that and just go this is the way yeah because they said it i'm not going to even look into it at all and so yeah um if nothing else this is shaping people's minds in these areas that will one day negotiate for if this doesn't work out uh, in the way that the Bible prophesied it, these people will one day negotiate for this cause. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just, I guess, if nothing else, it's conditioning all of us to be thinking in those terms, which we've been talking about that for a long time. We're pretty conditioned up to this point, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know this much. If Pastor Baxter was here, he would be talking about it, and he would be very excited about it because he was very passionate about Israel and mm-hmm. uh, about the prophetic destiny of Israel. So he would be fired up today if he were here with us. Yeah, and and one thing that he would really highlight, and I know we'll probably get into this later because you can't hardly talk about this without getting into this, but there's coming a time when the Jewish people are going to be persecuted um, and killed because they're not fleeing from the area of Judea. We'll get into that. But we believe this Bible prophecy so much that we've partnered with the Jewish agency there in Jerusalem, and uh, we've contributed financially to them. We've went, spent time with them, uh, went and talked to young Jewish people that have made Aliyah, which basically means they've gone from whatever country they're in. Uh, you know, there's Jewish people all over the world, and then they make their way back to become citizens of Israel, serve in the army, get established in the country and the culture there. And uh, we've partnered with uh, the Jewish agency there, and, and we contribute to them actively. And so if you'd like to join us in helping um, get Jews back to their homeland in Israel, you can call 800-END-TIME and donate to the Another Jewish Holocaust Fund. Um, we call it that because of this persecution that's coming to the area of Judea. It says that they need to flee 
because this persecution is coming. And so we're trying to get that message out. That's why we've established these relationships. And uh, one of the ways that you can help with that, of course, you can pray about it. We want you to pray. But also financial gifts help this happen. And, of course, uh, we've been able to establish a relationship with them uh, between that and our Jerusalem Prophecy College there in Jerusalem. So it's a really awesome thing that the partners have made happen. And so if you'd like to give to that, you can certainly do that. Endtime.com slash give or give us a call at 800 Endtime. We'll get more into this uh, peace deal that's coming, that's been proposed, and uh, what the Bible has to say about it and what it means to me and you. Don't go anywhere. You can join us on the phone by calling 877-ENDTIME, 877-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-363-8463. We'll get to your calls here in a bit. Uh, but first we want to introduce this story that we've been talking about and also scripture. Uh, we'll get right into Matthew 24, Doug, uh, starting in verse 15. It says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains, which we discussed briefly before the break. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. 
When I read that, I think we've seen the Holocaust. We've seen what has happened and is happening, as much as we don't like to say this, in China. We've seen uh, what um, um, Islam has done to people that come out as Christians with beheadings and all sorts of things. We've seen slavery. We've seen all sorts of things that is just absolutely terrible. But this says, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor shall ever be. I'm going... This is going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot worse than anything we can think or imagine, I think. That's what it's, I mean, that's what it is saying, that yeah. it's, never, it's never been. And you know, the, the thing about that particular scripture, this is how we've known that there was going to be an area that was going to be a Palestinian state. That scripture where it talks about that area of Judea, that's what they're talking about, giving the Palestinians as a homeland. And so... That's why we've known for a, for a while now that there's going to be a two-state solution here. They're going to share that area with the Palestinian people. So there's a lot you can take from that, Matthew 24, 15 through 21. There sure is. I mean, one of the alarming parts to me is if you're on your roof, don't go down Yeah. to take anything out of your house. Yeah, just run for your life. Just get out of there as quick as... I mean, this is like... You know, Jason Bourne stuff. The guys are coming up the steps right now. You've got to get out of the window. Yeah. Slide absolutely. down the clothesline that, you know, never really would work that way. But get out of there as quickly as possible. That's what it's yeah. saying. Like, yeah. And, you know, one of the interesting things I had people before ask me in Bible studies, well, why would it talk about winter in Israel? Well, Israel has a winter. They have cold weather. They just had like two or three inches of snow on the Temple Mount last week. When we had our code spell. Mm-hmm. So they have winter. And that's what it's it's talking about, literal winter. You know, pray that it doesn't happen in the wintertime. It's going to be harder to travel if there's snow on the ground and it's freezing cold outside. It's going to be harder to travel if a woman is pregnant and, you know, she's trying to run kids. for her life. I can barely make it to the grocery store and back. I've got little kids. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a madhouse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this story comes from Times of Israel. Um, and it says Israeli and Palestinian public figures. I think that's huge right there. There's very few articles that come out like that, yeah. at least in a uh, peace-related light. Uh, they have drawn up a new proposal for a two-state confederation that they hope will offer a way forward after a decade-long stalemate in Mideast peace efforts. The plan includes several controversial proposals... And it's unclear if it has any support among leaders on either side, which doesn't make sense to me um, because these leaders on both sides have come together to form this. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh, it could help shape the debate over the conflict and will be presented to a senior U.S. official and the U.N. Secretary General this week. That's happening this very week. So if you're on Facebook, share this video right now. If you're listening to us on the radio, call your friend that needs to hear this. This is happening this very week. And it's talking about things that the Bible has prophesied will be coming. It may not be that specific peace treaty that's coming, but it's talking about this in in very detail about what could be and what will be eventually. And they're saying that this conversation is going to start this week. Yeah. And one of the things about it, Vince... The administration we have right now, because it says they're going to talk to a U.N. Secretary General. They're going to talk to U.S. officials as well. The administration we have right now are in full support of the uh, 
Abraham Accord that's already put in place. So they're okay with that. And if you remember in that Abraham Accord, one of the things that President Trump said was he was leaving it up to Israel and the Palestinians to decide if they were going to have a two-state solution or not. He didn't put that in his proposal because he wanted to leave it up to them. He wanted to back out as a third party on that part and let them figure that out for themselves. So he never said, hey, you've got to give Palestine a state. He never said that. He said, I'm going to let them decide that for themselves. So now we've got these two people. I think one of the reasons why it says it's unclear if they have support from other leaders, I think they're talking about their top officials. Abbas is not a big fan of peace. You know, we've talked about that before. So that may be what that paragraph is talking about there where it says that these, uh, it's not clear if they have support among leaders. Right. So it's happening this week. Yeah. We're going to get into more details here. It's absolutely unbelievable, really. Uh, so share this video on Facebook. Make sure all your friends and family know about this. It can be life-changing um, for their understanding of what's going on in the Middle East, what's happening in Israel specifically. So share the video. Give us the heart icon. It helps out a lot. The story goes on to say the plan calls for an independent state of Palestine in most of the West Bank, Gaza, and East Jerusalem, territory Israel captured in the 1967 Six-Day War. Israel and Palestine would have separate governments, but coordinated a very high level on security, infrastructure, and other issues that affect both populations. The plan would allow the nearly 500,000 Jewish settlers in the West Bank to remain there. Yeah, big news. That's, that's what we know from Scripture. 500,000 Jews. That's a lot of Jewish people. To remain there. Yeah. And remember, that story said, let them... Then let them, which uh, that story, the verse, that then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Yeah, and now, this is saying those we've got a deal. Five hundred thousand people are who we're going to be door knocking. Yep, and and telling them you've got to get out of here. Yeah, well, we're going to be done. And I don't know about everybody watching or listening, but you can be. You <laughs> yeah. know, you can join us if you'd like. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com or EndTime.com/slash/JPC and. Um, Go ahead and enroll in the first course there. We'd like you to complete all those courses so you can be prepared to go into these areas and communicate with the Jews and say, this is what Scripture says. This is what's coming. Um, We want to help you get out. And that's what our partnership with the Jewish Agency is all about, uh, ultimately. And that's what what we have going on with Jerusalem Prophecy College is. So go there and get... Uh, educated, and uh, you you may have been walking with the Lord for 30 years and have it all figured out. Go and do it anyway. I promise you that the Spirit will speak to you as you listen to these lessons and take the tests, and uh, you will have um, an enhancement in your discipleship no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord or if you're not walking with Him at all. Go and check that out. Start today, and you can help us reach these Jews in the uh, Judea once uh, that starts beginning and we launch that campaign officially. So there's 500,000 Jewish settlers in the West Bank to remain there with large settlements near the border annexed to Israel in a one-to-one land swap. Settlers living deep inside the West Bank would be given the option of relocating or becoming permanent residents in the state of Palestine. The same number of Palestinians, likely refugees from the 48 war surrounding Israel's creation, would be allowed to relocate to Israel as citizens of Palestine with permanent residency in Israel. The Palestinians view the settlements as the main obstacle to peace, and most of the international community considers them illegal. The settlers living deep inside the West Bank who would likely end up within the borders of a future Palestinian state are among the most radical and tend to oppose any territorial partition. 
Now you hear that language there kind of helping us understand mm-hmm. or at least painting a picture of what they want us to see. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, Yossi Bellin, a former senior Israeli official and peace nego- negotiator, said, We believe that if there is no threat of confrontations with the settlers, it would be much easier for those who want to have a two-state solution. The idea has been discussed before, but he said a confederation would make it more feasible. The main Palestinian figure behind the initiative, Hiba Hussani, forgive me, I know I messed your name up, said it's not going to be easy to achieve statehood and to achieve the desired right of self-determination that we have been working on since 1948, really. We have to make some compromises. Mm -hmm. Thorny issues like the conflicting claims to Jerusalem final borders, and the fate of Palestinian refugees could be easier to address by two states in the context of a confederation rather than the traditional approach of trying to work out all the details ahead of a final agreement. Quote, we're reversing the process and starting with recognition, she said. It's been nearly three decades since the Israeli and Palestinian leaders gathered on the White House lawn to sign the Oslo Accords, launching the peace process. Several rounds of talks later, uh, excuse me, several rounds of talks over the years, punctuated by major outbursts of Palestinian terrorism and other violence, failed to yield a final agreement, and there have been no serious or substantive negotiations in more than a decade. Next week, Baleen and Hussani will present their plan to U.S. Dep- Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman and U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. Baleen says they have already shared drafts with Israeli and Palestinian officials. So they've already got a draft plan made up. They're getting ready to present it to the U.N. and to the United States. And, I mean, it seems like this is something that's, that's going to be rolling for a little bit here. The, the interesting thing, Vince, one of the things they talked about was uh, the, the thorny issue of the, uh, the borders, the final borders of Israel. Uh, that's interesting because when we get into the scripture in a few minutes and we begin to talk about this, we're going to see that that's one of the things that it talks about in Daniel 9.27. So uh, interesting thing about this is that Brother Baxter gives us a, uh, a prophetic history about some of the things that have happened before. And I thought it'd be fun if we watched a video clip of Pastor Baxter uh, talking about this in one of our programs that we have in our 1 through 14 lessons. Well, before we get there, Doug, yeah. whenever we reference articles, everyone always wants to know where's the article, what do we do. Yeah. Go to endtime.com. It's the top article there. It's, it's titled Ex-Israeli-Palestinian. Let me get there, sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Ex-Israeli-Palestinian negotiators propose confederation. So it's right there on endtime.com. Uh, go there and just scroll down a little bit. There's a prophecy news section, and you'll be able to see that article uh, and read the whole thing for yourself. What we share is just an excerpt, so check that out. All right, the video you want to play now? Yeah, let's go there. All right. Wanted to try to bring peace to the Middle East. His pastor, when he was just a young man, said to him, if you're ever president... You need to make sure that you always stand by Israel. And Bill Clinton promised that he would. But apparently, President Clinton didn't fully understand what that promise really entailed. Because now, he's trying to facilitate a peace where Israel had part of the promised land. But not all of the promised land. Clinton 
Ehud Barak, the Prime Minister of Israel, and Yasser Arafat, the President of the Palestinian Authority, met together for 14 days at Camp David. And they tried to push to a final peace agreement. President Clinton strove with all of his might to do it. But it simply was not to be. Now, when they reached the issue of the Temple Mount, what are we going to do with this? And Arafat said, sorry, that's our third holiest site. We will never give it up. We have our places of worship there. Ehud Barak said, but you have your first holy site in Mecca. You have your second holy site in Medina. We Jews don't even have our first holy site. And Arafat said, sorry, we can't give it up. And Barak said, my people will never allow me to give it up. And President Clinton said, well, just share it. There's enough room there for everyone. We all can worship there together. I'm sure God will be pleased, even though God would not have been pleased. But yet, that was Clinton's idea. I'll never forget the day I saw the little notice in the paper. Clinton proposes sharing of the Temple Mount. I knew I was reading something prophetic because in the Bible, it says that in the coming peace agreement, the Temple Mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement. In Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, John was told, you measure the Jewish temple. Don't measure the outer court of the temple because it'll be trodden down the Gentiles. It paints a picture 42 months before Armageddon of a temple mount under a sharing arrangement. And that's exactly what was proposed at Camp David in the year 2000. Doug, who cares what President Bill Clinton was saying? I mean, that was how long ago? Yeah, it was quite a while ago. So why even play that clip? Well, the reason why is because of the importance of what he said there about sharing the Temple Mount, making a prophetic statement he didn't even have a clue that he was making about what the Bible says about the Temple Mount. So that's how when we see these things, we can look in Scripture, and when they're talking about this, we can go to the Scripture and we can say, hey, here that is right here in Scripture. These leaders of the world don't even have a clue that they're talking about Bible prophecy that's getting ready to be fulfilled. So just like this article talks about, this is Bible prophecy that they're talking about. This two-state solution is something that we've seen coming for a while in Scripture. And, and it's fun to watch that. It's fun to watch Pastor Baxter be excited about it and talking about it. And that's one of those things, if, if you want to see that, you can go, if you're an End of the Age Plus subscriber, you can watch that. That's in the Understanding the End Time. That's Lesson 6. Uh, it's uh, Israel, Israel's prophetic history there. Israel's God, God's prophetic time clock is the Wait, title. Sorry, I'm Lesson six. Yes, <laughs> lesson six. Israel's God's prophetic time clock. All right, we'll check that out at watch.endtime.com or the End of the Age Plus app. You can go stream it for uh, free right now if you're an End of the Age Plus subscriber. Uh, give us a call at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Uh, after the break, we're going to get into the calls and the five key elements for the biblically prophesied peace treaty. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss those details. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I'm Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love to hear from you. One of the questions we're posing is, uh, will you see a Middle East peace treaty in your lifetime? What do you think? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Also, if you have any questions about the coming peace treaty, we'll do our best to answer them, provide feedback to your theory. So, Doug... Um, what we've been talking about here is this um, proposed confederation. That is not the normal word they use. They're normally saying treaty or peace plan or something like that. Yeah. Why did they switch to confederation? I'm, I'm not real sure why they did that, Vince. I is wish just I had like a good answer. Wordplay to make you feel a little I, better about it? Well, maybe so. Or maybe they feel like uh, there's, there's more uh, willingness to cooperate with one another and so they kind of changed it from treaty to uh, confederation i i don't know why they changed it it's maybe, maybe because wording. of the whole you know you'll still have your own governments type thing and all that and yeah so you'll have total control yeah yeah <laughs> you say that uh with quotations well of course <laughs> um so with what we've read in this news article is this the final piece that we need to make this the prophesied peace treaty. Well, there's, there's five elements we're looking for. All right. right. So we talked about that earlier. Those five elements are, uh, number one, the area of Judea, also known as the West Bank. It'll be given to the Palestinians as their homeland, like the article says. The second there is the Jews living in that area will be allowed to remain living as a Jewish minority under a Palestinian homeland. Once again, they just talked about those two things in that article. Okay. The, the third is a temple mount will be placed under a sharing arrangement so that both Muslims and Jews will be allowed to worship there. The fourth, the Jews will be allowed to build their temple on the temple mount uh, without disturbing the Dome of the Rock or the Alaska Mosque. If you remember last year, we, we saw where they were uh, doing some surveying mm-hmm. around the, the Dome of the Rock there, and we got kind of interested in what was going on there. The fifth issue is the issue of control over Jerusalem, and uh, we believe that that's going to remain unsolved 
uh, for that seven-year agreement, that they'll have to come back and revisit that. They're going to get everything else set in place and then say, we'll revisit this issue of Jerusalem and the status of Jerusalem because both peoples want control of the city of Jerusalem. Uh, Israel declares that, and we believe the Bible declares that as her eternal capital. Uh, well, the Palestinians want that too. And so that's actually what the Battle of Armageddon will be over uh, when the Battle of Armageddon happens. And we'll look at that in Scripture as we, as we kind of move through the Scriptures here. Well, speaking of, you know, with this, with this article coming out and these details being discussed, that means that this, the Sixth Trumpet War, World War III, which is not Armageddon, talked about that a lot, but that means World War III is looming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so we're seeing, you know, people talk about that in the media as well. Uh, it, it's kind of weird because at, at one side I see some things happening there that we could have discussed today. There's all kinds of news going on today and very interesting people involved in it, like Emmanuel Macron is involved in peace talks between uh, Russia and the Ukraine. And, and I even saw one article today where he said Russia is part of Europe, which is interesting because we know Russia will be part of the one world uh, government that comes down against Israel at the Battle of Armageddon. It's the feet of the bear. Um, so militarily, they may be the main military strike force that comes down there. So anyway, we, we know that uh, there's some interesting things happening and we're hearing that more and more that there could be war between Ukraine and Russia. This could lead to World War III. Um, China, Taiwan, uh, that issue could lead to it. Iran and Israel, that situation could lead to it. North Korea, that could lead to it. So we're just watching all these things, and then we see this story come up too. And it's just amazing because we know those two are running parallel with each other. So very so, interesting. So we're going to get into some scriptures about these five points and how we know that from the Bible. Before we do, we mm-hmm. want to get to the phones. You can call us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Right now, let's go to Nancy in Texas. Nancy, welcome to End of the Age. Um, hi, fellas. I hope you're doing okay today. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, I'm not the sharpest pencil in the pack, and I wanted to see, is Confederacy the same thing as Confederation? Um, I don't no know idea. to tell you the truth. I haven't even <laughs> looked at the word and, and really studied it out. I was more... Uh, interested in in what the agreement was talking about more than I was of what they were calling the agreement. So I would have to check into that and get back with you on that one. Okay. Well, the reason I'm asking is I'm not real good on scriptures, but about eight years ago, um, a friend of mine was reading me an Old Testament prophecy, and it said when they say a confederacy. Hmm. Well, I'll and have to so, check into yeah, that. I was That's wondering interesting. if you could check into that, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. We'll check into that and see what we can find out. It's very interesting. Okay, awesome. All right, that well, thank you, Nancy. <laughs> all right, thank you for your call. We appreciate it, and we'll look into that. Thank you. God bless you. All right, God bless you. All right, let's go to Darlene in Oklahoma. Darlene, welcome to Into the Age. Hey, thank you. How are y'all doing? We're well. Good. How are you? Good. Okay. Um, your question was, do we think this is 
Can you restate your question? I know what it is, but I can't get it worded. Well, one of them was, um, do you think you will see a Middle East peace treaty in your lifetime? Okay, I think I do, because every time it comes up, I get like cauliflower ear just on pins and needles waiting (laughs) if they're going to, you know, if something's going to come from it. And I also believe Irvin did. Because yeah. when those Abrahamic Accords came out, he was he was really, I mean, I was watching him, and I I could tell he <clears throat> really believed in it. It 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 could be here, it could be it, you know. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And yes, and so I do feel like my spirit just comes out to the ends of my hair, just thinking this 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 could be it, you know. So yes, I think you. yes. And do you all think that this, um, what Russia's doing in the Ukraine, is perpetuating them to do something, thinking we better get something so it doesn't happen here? I'm just wondering if I'm still kind of, I'm on the fence with this Russian-Ukraine thing. I'm not even convinced that Russia wants war with Ukraine. Uh, Some of the things that I've seen is that Russia just wants to protect her borders from NATO coming into the Ukraine and for the Ukraine becoming part of NATO. Uh, I really think that negotiations between the Ukraine and Russia are going better than what we're seeing in our news media. Uh, It's it's almost as if (sighs) – I'll just say it. It's almost as if our country is wanting this to happen. It's almost like they have a reason why they want to push Russia and the Ukraine into war. And so I'm trying to wrap my mind around that right now and understand it because even our State Department has has said that Russia was going to do a, a false flag so that the world would feel better about Russia attacking the Ukraine. And Russia says, mm, we, we're not thinking that way at all. We're not doing anything but protecting our borders. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but I know that uh, you know, war makes money for countries as well. Mm-hmm. And, and there is a war machine, and I believe that that war machine is being fired up right now. We know that war is coming. We know that the Sixth Trumpet War is going to happen. And we also know that it's neck and neck with this prophecy that we're talking about today. So it's interesting that we have both of them rising up to the surface right now, and we're hearing, uh, you know, details about both. This uh, World War III and this peace agreement could could finally be on the table, and, and they're talking about it. So anyway, it's Dolly and I agree with you 100% that we will probably see this peace treaty in our mm-hmm. lifetime. There, it, it just, it just, in my spirit, I can just, I get hyped up inside, it seems like, but I know we got to watch about that. But it's not like hyper, it's right. just my, my spirit is really in tune, kind of. But <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of deception and delusion and um, uh, confusion, which is what the enemy does. Yeah. But it, also, I got a lot of confirmation from what you guys have said today, um, the uh, Irvin, you know, mm. um, I was thinking when he would be really talking about this, if he were still um, with with us, he would be all over this. And when you watch his videos, or even just when I think of him, he's still, to me, he's alive. Of course, he is alive in, in heaven, 
I don't really think about him like he's not, you know, like he's dead. I feel like he's still alive. I think about him being alive. I think I remembered that video you all showed of him because I had seen it before. I remember him talking about Clinton, and it was just things I had already thought about, and you all talk about it. I don't know. It's just confirmation. He's still teaching. He's still with us, (laughs) even though he's not... You know, we can't touch him. Absolutely. And thank you for praying for me. I, I, I put my prayer request in, and I feel lighter and everything. And we need to pray for Israel. We're to watch him. I don't know where it is in the Bible, where the Scripture is, but it's, we're to watch and pray and just pray that they have thoughts. And then we're just confirming their thoughts. So when the doors are knocked on and they're told, they're like, you know, I was thinking something about this, that the Lord will reveal it to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your call, Dolly, and it's always great to hear from you and chat with you. We always appreciate you your too. perspective. I look so. forward, forward to the show. Okay. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. You know, Doug, I certainly believe that will happen. There's been uh, many stories that I've heard over my lifetime uh, where... You know, somebody's driving and they feel the Spirit say, go knock on that person's door that you just Mm -hmm. drove by. And they go knock on the door and they say, somebody answers. And, of course, you know, a lot of times you go knocking on the door hoping that no one will because you're like, what am I going to say? And the person answers the door and they say, I was just praying that someone would come talk to me and I'd given up hope. And yet, here you are and you're telling me the Lord told you to knock on my door. That would seem crazy normally. But when you when the person answering the door is a desperate person just praying to God, send Absolutely. somebody. Yeah. Well, we believe that's going to happen with the Jews yeah. and what uh, the the or, uh, the thing that we're going to be doing knocking on their doors um, when this all comes down, and and we believe that you're going to be part of that as well. We know that you are. We know that many of you have uh, wanted to be interested in. Um, be notified when we start planning that. And, of course, we will let you know. Uh, the first step, of course, is to go through Jerusalem Prophecy College so you can be educated on what to talk to the Jewish people about when we do go. And, of course, you can give financially to that by uh, going to endtime.com slash give or you can call 1-800-END-TIME and um, tell the person answering the phone that you want to give to the Another Jewish Holocaust Fund because this is coming where they need to flee and we want to be part of making sure that they're aware of that and then you know how they can receive salvation. They're still looking for Messiah. They believe Messiah is coming at any moment to come take over. Yeah. And we're saying, you know, he's coming again. Right. And so let us talk to you about that. And we believe that we'll be able to speak things as we're led by the Spirit that resonates with them. And uh, there is going to be testimonies of thousands of Jewish people being baptized because of this very effort that you're part of. And we're so thankful for your prayers and your contributions to help make that happen. We believe it's going to be wonderful. All right, give us a call at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after the break. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Siegel here with Doug Norvell. We have a few open lines at 877-363-8463. We'd love to hear from you. Your question or comments are welcome. We're talking about the coming peace plan. Uh, whether or not you'll see it in your lifetime, we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you have any questions about it, we listed five things that the Bible says will be as part of this peace treaty. And uh, we were going to be able to get into scriptures to explain that. However, uh, by the number of calls that we have and the amount of time that we have, it's not looking like we'll be able to go into as much detail as we had hoped on that. Uh, but you know, we, there's a number of videos that do go into that. If you go to watch.endtime.com, you can search Peace Plan or just Peace, and there'll be hours and hours of content totally available for free. Some of it will be behind the uh, subscriber wall there, so if you're not a subscriber, there, there'll be some videos that you can't watch unless you subscribe. Uh, but you can try it for 14 days for totally free. Um, but nonetheless, those, there's a ton of videos there that doesn't require you to be a subscriber. So go do that. Search for Peace. Got a lot of information on it. Doug Laura from Facebook wants to know, doesn't the Bible say that Israel will be the government? This news article is saying that both will be governing. So she's, I guess, pointing out there that if the Bible says Israel will be the government, then perhaps this isn't uh, leading us in that direction. Well, the, the Bible tells us that Israel will remain over Jerusalem. They'll be in charge of Jerusalem. That's what... Uh, Zechariah 14, 1 and 2 tells us that they'll have control over Jerusalem all the way up to the Battle of Armageddon. But that's not talking about the West Bank. The West Bank and Jerusalem are in two separate areas. The West Bank is, is actually on the east side of Jerusalem, but it's the west side of the Jordan. And so that's why it's called the West Bank and Judea. So that's the area that the Palestinians will be in charge of. Israel will have Jerusalem and the area all the way to Gaza. So they'll, they'll kind of have the Palestinians in Gaza and on the West Bank. So they're kind of sandwiched in between the Palestinians there. So just uh, like anywhere else, there's cities. Jerusalem is a right. city that Israel will, is, the Jewish people will be over. Right. And then Gaza and then perhaps other cities, the Palestinians will be over. Absolutely. Is how it's looking like. Yes, sir. So, That's right. There you go. Yeah. The Bible does not say that Israel will govern over all of Israel, right. but there will be a peace plan. So, yeah. um, all right, let's get back to the calls. We'll go to Anne in Florida. Anne, welcome to End of the Age. And thank you for answering my email this morning, uh, Doug. But we were discussing World War Three, and it's going to be global where there is like two billion people going to be killed, one-third of mankind. So it's going to have to be global. But what dawned on me was whether it comes before or after the peace agreement. Israel and Judea are not going to be touched with World War III because they're going to be in existence. They're not going to have any kind of of radiation or anything like that on them. And it just hit me that's almost a miracle Mm -hmm. that Israel and Jordan will be spared during this war. 
and that was my comment. Yes, ma'am. And as far as me being able to see what goes on, I'm almost eight decades old, so if I don't, that's okay, too. (laughs) I'll see you in the rapture. And God bless. Thank you. Thank you, Ann. And yeah, that's a good point. We don't know which one of these is going to happen first. Uh, But like Ann said, uh, Israel and Judea are still going to be there. So it it looks like they won't be affected by a possible nuclear war. We believe that the war will go nuclear to kill that many people. Uh, Vince, we also have the scripture there in Revelation 9 that tells us that a third of mankind was killed by the smoke, the fire, and the brimstone. So we believe that to be implements of war, and we believe that it would have to go nuclear to kill that many people. So we believe that, um, you know, this is going to be a worldwide war. We think China will be very much involved in that, India, uh, probably Afghanistan, uh, and, and other areas over there that have quite a, a, a large amount of people. So, I mean, it could happen worldwide where America's affected too. I believe we will be because I don't see how we won't be part of that war. So I think America will probably even, uh, you know, take some, some hits there too. And we'll have to just kind of uh, remember the promises of God and know that, you know, he's watching over us and we, uh, we're going to see some, some bad times coming. I mean, the Bible tells us we're not going to escape from that. So we're going to be in that. And we're going to be part of that. But the Bible doesn't tell us which one happens first. So that's, that's something we don't know. Yep. All right. Let's go to Sam in Texas. Sam, welcome to End of the Age. Where it says, what, hello? We can hear you now. We missed you in the beginning there. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, the, where the verse where he says he will confirm the covenant with many, I always felt that that was going to be a forced uh, peace agreement, and then it's going to be put up to a vote. Am, am I getting that wrong? I don't know. Well, we we don't know exactly. Here's what we do know: when it says that he shall confirm the covenant, so to confirm there, when you look it up in Strong's, it means to agree with or to make stronger. So right now there is a covenant with many because right now there's the Abraham Accord uh, Accords and we've got these other Muslim nations who used to be uh, enemies of Israel have now become friends with Israel and they are in that part of an agreement. Now if the Antichrist, or not if, but when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he can make that agreement stronger by bringing this Palestinian-Israeli uh, agreement to the table as well. And so when that covenant with many, I believe that, that what that's going to mean is that it's going to be these other Arabic states around Israel that will agree with this uh, Palestinian-Israeli agreement because there's going to have to be a sharing of Islam's third most holiest site and Israel's most holy site. So other agreements will have to agree with that. And that was something that was in the Abraham Accords. When Trump put that peace plan together, that's in there. That all religions should be able to respectfully worship on that Temple Mount. And so these agreements have been done with these Arabic states that have already signed on to the Abraham Accords. So I I personally believe that that's what that means when it says with many. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Sam. All right. Let's go to Mario in Texas. Mario, welcome to End of the Age. Hey, guys. Hey, um, y'all doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. Thank you, Mario. Uh, 
Listen, I um, I, I do believe that uh, we um, we will see the peace agreement. Uh, I mean, because Jesus Himself, you know, in Matthew twenty-four, yeah. Uh, I mean, how much, how long, how much longer can you hold a generation from passing? You know, <laughs> you know, because He says this generation shall not pass. You know, when we see all this, uh, right? There's uh, there's things going on. Um, but listen, my uh, my question was this: um, in Revelation chapter seventeen. Um, where he's um, he's talking about the um, um, <clears throat> uh, you know the, this kingdoms you know uh, my question was because it says that five have fallen one is and then one has not yet come and uh, my question was what we know the one that was at that time was Rome and uh, and I was just wondering uh, if, if y'all could share with us the five that have fallen. Well, it's it's kind of a, a theory. It's not we we don't know for sure, but there are other kingdoms that were uh, on the earth at the time. I actually uh, I can't name them off the top of my head, but I do have them uh, in um, in an answer form that I can I can get that and get that to you. We is there yeah. a place where we could maybe post that on? Um, our website, Vince. Sure. Okay, that's what we'll yeah. do then. Uh, yeah. But you know, because I, I I know Babylon because it mentioned Babylon, mm-hmm. and I mean they were in power at the time. But uh, I think there was a couple of them before you know that ruled the world before the Babylonians. And I was wondering if it was Assyria and Egypt, you know, and uh, added you know as 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 two of those five. <clears throat> Yeah, there, um, man, I just, I don't want to say because I can't remember okay. right off the top of my head. And so I don't want to give you the wrong answer. Uh, but, okay. but I will get that and we'll get that posted for you so that you see. Uh, Great. Mario, you can go to endtime.com slash contact, complete the form there and select minister and that'll get to Doug. Uh, and then he can email you back with a link to give you all those details. Um, so that's okay. how we'll get that to you. Thank you so much. And also, um, how do I get a hold of the bookstore? 1-800-END-TIME. Uh, oh, okay, okay, because I'll try that. All right, thank you so much. All right, All right thank you. Thanks, Mario. God bless you. All right, Doug, Lisa is wanting to know from Facebook, she wants to know, is this the final peace needed for it to be the peace treaty? If If these conditions were... Listed the five things that we talked about. If it was, can we if, hit those real quick again? Yeah, if we if we came up on an agreement there, and the agreement included uh, the area of Judea being a Palestinian state. Does the article reference that? Yes. Okay. Uh, one for one, the uh, settlers that are there that are Israeli would be able to stay under Said Palestinian authority. Can do that. Two so for two. There you go. It's looking there pretty good. There would have to be an agreement that the Temple Mount would be able to be shared. And Israel could build her temple there and begin worship. That was nowhere in the article that I read. No, but that is included in the Abraham peace accords as far as all religions should be able to worship there. So but we that, don't, we that don't, could happen. But we don't know, based off of what these two 
the, the parties I, I doubt are that saying. they would get there from what they're talking about right now. They're just talking about a two-state solution. All right, so right there, it's not it based off of what we know right now. But right. The, it doesn't say one way or the other, so it's kind of a gray area. Yeah. So we can say two for three for now. Now, if they came on you know, next week and said, hey, we've talked about this, and we believe Israel has a right to build a temple and worship there, then we'd be, you know, probably going, man. If they sign this thing right here, this is this is the one. All right. So there's um, three. Yeah. So the other one is, uh, well, actually, that's four because the temple mount will be shared. Got to be Israel able to build be it, able yeah. to build the okay. temple. And then the fifth one is, for the time being, Israel would stay in control of Jerusalem. Uh, that that would probably be something that they that the Palestinians would not be real happy about, but they would be willing to say, "We'll take what we got right now. We'll revisit this later." So, and it doesn't really say that in the news article either. No, they don't talk about the status of Jerusalem. However, they do talk about the thorny issue of the final borders of Israel. Sure. So that is something that uh, is is something that when they uh, pick at that, they get poked. When they pick, they get poked. Yeah. All righty then. We have to make a t-shirt of that. I know it. All right. <laughs> so if we're looking at this news story that just came out today and what they're going to be talking about this week, we can go down those five things and say the first two, it specifically addresses. Yeah. Three, four, and five, it doesn't specifically address, right. but it kind of alludes to some of it. So it's a gray area. So it could be. Yeah. And we won't be able to say for certain until we have more information. Yeah, until until we see that for sure. And, and they're presenting that this week, so we will be able to look at it more closely yeah. and tell everybody one way or the other. And and our caller a while ago alluded to uh, point number one and two there when he talked about the confirmation of the covenant. So Daniel 9.27 is a big one because that covers those first two things that we talked about is that this agreement would be something that would bring peace for a final seven-year period. And that uh, there would be uh, the uh, Palestinians would be able to have that because it links you to uh, Matthew twenty four fifteen through 21, where it talks about let those who are in Judea flee when you see the abomination of desolation, which is talked about there in Daniel nine twenty seven. Uh, a lot of scripture we didn't get to today. Some calls we left, you know, on on hold, and we're sorry for that, but. Ran out of time. We did. All right. Well, we uh, have a lot of information available at endtime.com and watch.endtime.com about the peace plan. So go there and look it up. Uh, as you know, we're here every single weekday at 3 p.m. Central Time. So we will see you tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. Uh, come back. We'll see you. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 